Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. What's good, Internet? It is Monday, October 2nd, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 101. Finally, this is this is Waypoint 101. It's happened. We Aww. finally did it. I know we've been <laughs> promising an episode of Waypoint 101 for a while. Uh, we are going to get to that soon, hopefully. I, I, I believe the, the plan is to be able to get through that Waypoint 101 of Wolfenstein, uh, the new order, before the release. A, a new order? A new order? The new order. A new, the order, new order, the new order, no. not the, just not just any one. new order. Let's okay. Let's yeah. be bold here. The let's burn order. the ships on the shore. Let's let's tear down the bridges. Uh-huh. Uh, we were saying we were going to do this. Uh, we were going to at least record something this week. Yeah, well, we're, uh, we're about the first uh, half of Wolfenstein: The yeah. New Order. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we can do it. I put in some time. I put in some time. I've been working on it in the background this whole time. Uh, it's October. It's time to move on this. That game comes out on the twenty seventh. So what I, here's what I'll say. I, I say that we should aim to have the first episode released next week, and then we'll have the second episode of that released in the week of the 27th, or like for the 25th or something, like a couple days before the 27th. Um, so get in questions this week. Send questions to gamingadvice.com. I just realized I fucked up this morning and unsubscribed <laughs> to gamingadvice.com. I have to make an email to make sure I can see those emails. Cutting thing, a little hole at the bottom of the old question bucket. That's not what I meant to do. <laughs> what ha- mm. So sometimes people email you spam. Like, that's a thing that happens. You get spam emails. And so the thing that happens in Google is you can hit, like, mark as, as spam. And then it gives you the option and says, oh, if this is spam, do you want to unsubscribe to it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then it pops up a thing that's like, we'll figure it out. Like, don't even worry about it. We'll figure out how to unsubscribe. And uh, I was like, all right, cool. And then I got a, an email two seconds later. It was like, you've been unsubscribed from gamingadvice.com. <laughs> like, fuck, no. That's not what I meant. Ugh. Oh. Anyway, uh, I'm Austin Walker joining me. You've heard the voices already of Danielle Riendo. Hey, hey. Patrick Klepek. Hello. And Rob Zachney. Hi, everybody. Uh, we are a little dour today. I think that that is only fair given the news that's coming out of Las Vegas. Uh, last night, there was a, a terrible mass shooting. Uh, 50 dead, um, or 58, it's up to 58, Jesus 500 wounded Christ. now. Christ. 500 wounded now is the, the worst mass shooting in American history, um, which is saying something because we are barely a year past the Pulse shooting in which around 50 people were killed and another 50 were injured. Um, this has been a recurring tragedy in, in our lifetimes especially. The number of mass shootings have gone up as we've kind of entered maturity, um, and it feels like it's something that punctuates uh seasons uh and it's the worst um if any of you were part of this shooting if anyone's family was injured if anyone had friends who were injured obviously you are completely uh in our thoughts and and i hope that you are giving yourself space and time but also if you're in the world today um you were affected by this in some way obviously some more than others i'm not trying to take away from those who were directly uh, impacted but we live in a world in which um, no matter where you are in the world, violence is a reality. There is not a place that is fully safe from violence. Uh, here in America, our problem with guns and gun violence are substantial. 
Um, and in moments like this, what I do my best to remember is that though they are substantial and though they seem on, on our worst days almost inevitable, what am, I, what am I going to wake up to today? What terrible action? What single person, what duo will walk out with a pair of assault rifles and hurt lots of people? It feels impossible to adjust and impossible to address. It is also material. It is also real. It is the... Uh, the the result of real material things ranging from policy to trade law to uh, you know local policing to what's happening in in a, a business like there are so many places at which we can try to work out solutions um, and on days like today I think it actually is, is good self care to kind of let yourself disengage a little bit if if you need to um, but there are also moments like this where we can um, find ourselves catalyzed and get the energy we need to do more than offer thoughts and prayers and to do more than kind of wallow in our own sadness, which feels really good right now, frankly. Um, but, but it's important to then take that second step, which is to say, because this is a material thing, because this is a thing that happens, this is not, this is not a freak thunderstorm even, right? This is not a, uh, this isn't the devil, right? Like this is a, a person did this with things, with weapons that got into his hands somehow, um, we can figure out how to address that. And like that, for me, recognizing that and then recognizing that, that we are culpable if we do nothing uh, is, is what the first step has to be. So that is, that is my little two-minute word on that. How's everyone else feeling this morning? <laughs> Not great. Yeah. <laughs> Not great. I think it was... Uh, uh, I went to bed at, at what I thought was like a... Yep. Fairly late for a Sunday night, like 10, mm-hmm. 10.30, watch the end of the Sunday night football game. And Wait, then... that's a late night for you these days? Oh, oh hell yeah, man. Man, oh, yeah. you're looking clean. If you, got, if, you, if you don't know if you're going to be woken up at 5.30 Fair. in the morning, Fair. then you got you got to plan for that in advance. So <laughs> um, I play a lot of games early in the morning now is actually the, what mm-hmm. happened to me. Um, you're turning well, into I, Brad. You're turning into Brad Shoemaker. I wish I was actually Brad who wakes up comfortably without an alarm clock between like 5 and 6 a.m. Oh, like, my God. I, yeah. I wish I could flip the switch to that. I'm slowly moving in that direction. Like I can't – even if my wife lets me sleep, I can't make it past – 7.15, wow. like my, my clock just does not, doesn't matter if I've oh, been drinking, dream. Yeah. doesn't oh, matter, doesn't matter if I was up late, doesn't matter if okay, I've, that makes it all sound worse though, yeah, the idea that you does. couldn't sleep even if you needed it like that is, well it gets, brutal. it makes you get your drinking and ch- like there are a lot of like things that ha- like you take into account when you realize this is how your body is adjusting, but this is all to say, uh, like waking up this morning to like, old New York Times alerts that were yeah. progress. Like, I was like, oh, like a lot of it must have happened last night. Like, a mm-hmm. bunch of things happened. And instead, it was just like, oh, there was a shooting. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was a shooting, and uh, the person's been found killed. Oh, there's been shooting, and 50 people are dead. Like, the progressiveness discovering <sighs> that overnight was a truly something... Because I didn't... I made it hard to process, because I was just like, wait, what do we talk... How could... I went to bed. Like, I just woke right. up. Like, how would, things haven't happened yet. Like, we all slept last night. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I, uh, so <clears throat> I'm back out in, in Western Mass, uh, house sitting for someone, and just, I wanted to get out of the city and enjoy autumn in New England, because yeah. uh, I'm all about that life. Yep. Uh, and also <laughs> drinking ill advised beers. Uh, you know, at, yeah. Also work. all about also that all, life. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, but, I had this feeling this morning, and like not to—I I hate the way this sounds. All me, 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 me. 
But I was having a pretty terrific morning. It was uh, the first really cold morning uh, I've, I've had this year where it was like, you know, 35 degrees when I woke up. Uh, and I was out there, you know, walking through the woods, and there was, like, a low mist. And it was just, it was perfect. Like, if, uh, you know, the, the Headless Horseman had come pursuing Ichabod Crane uh, <laughs> through that path, I would not have been surprised. I've been like, yeah, it is about that time of year. Go get him, Headless Horseman. Um, and so it was just, it was a perfect morning, and I was feeling great about life and my job and work and my place in the world. And then you open up the news because uh, mm-hmm. you can do that you can you, you know you just you turn on your computer and you're inundated with news and immediately like all of that burned away like morning mist right um and i think part of it is just in addition to the individualized uh tragedies and uh problems that that uh, that we find a lot when we when we see the news it does in like i can't remember a period in my life uh, with maybe the exception of the days immediately after uh, 9-11, where crisis was so inescapable that, like, doing everything, having a moment of uh, happiness or just peace or contentment also always just seemed like there's this juxtaposition, juxtaposition that would consistently happen. And I think that's the exhausting thing about these yeah. times is that it just... It always feels like you can't get space to have an awareness that's not dominated by a looming tragedy or an ongoing yeah. tragedy. Yeah. Yep. And that's, uh, you know, there's people with real hurt and real loss. Uh, and I like, and, and my thoughts are with them. And I, and I know that this, like this petty grievance doesn't even rate, but just looking at the macro scale of this era, it does kind of feel like, um, it's, it's inescapable, uh, these days in a way that's really uniquely uh-huh. draining in my experience. Yeah. I, I woke up this morning, before I even heard about the shooting, uh, I woke up to some, some bad news about a family death, uh, which was upsetting. Yeah, and then, sucks. so I called my mom, and I, I heard about it, and uh, and then I then I was like, God, Christ. And then I went on Twitter, and I was like, oh, right. oh. I, again, I don't want to make light whatsoever of this, but it's it's one of those moments where it's like, completely what you're saying rob like it's inescape it's just completely inescapable uh to to just be in this world where this is happening and acts of terror like this are and it's just like commonplace now it's and, a good illustration danielle God. that like life continues also like life is already hard yeah. often you know yeah. <laughs> like life is already has its own shit going on like uh, so for, for this to be on top of everything else can be can be really draining and I don't know, like, I, I definitely give yourself the time to grieve, give yourself the yeah. time to to be in a shitty mood. Like, I, I've said it before on this podcast, but I, I really believe feeling bad is underrated in this country. It's okay to be mad. <laughs> it is okay to be mad. It is okay to be frustrated and sad. It is okay to be despondent for brief periods of time. Like, yeah. that is not, you know, I, I, the way I always tell friends about it is like it's okay to beat yourself up. Just don't beat yourself up for beating yourself up. Like, yeah. like don't, don't spiral down that, that fucking hell hole of like, I can't believe I felt bad today on the, the day of America's right. worst mass shooting. I didn't get anything done. Like, right. yeah, right. dog, that's okay. It's okay that you didn't get a lot done today. Like give yourself that room. Um, let yeah. yourself breathe. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, if this is something you really care about, then, then you have to take that second step and, and figure out ways to become involved. So yeah, 100%. And, and the other thing, about. 
sorry. The other thing I will say always, always in, in these tragedies, and it's one of the reasons I became an EMT and it's the most, I know, I know kind of thing, but like the, the Mr. Rogers thing of always sort of watch the helpers and like Mm -hmm. watch for the first responders and watch for people who are trying to be human uh, amidst a tragedy and try to, to help other people amidst a tragedy. That is yeah. the only place I find comfort in these things. Yeah. And I know it's it's corny to say, but it, it is true. It is one of those things where it's like, sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need to see that element of humanity and that element of people doing their goddamn best to save okay. lives. And that's the only place I can take comfort ever in these these events. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think obviously we did not do a battleground stream today, and I think that it's like, it's always tough for us in moments like this. I, I, the, the pulse shooting happened during E3, right? Like the first day of God, E3. That's right, it did. Um, uh, the like this stuff keeps happening um, in a, in in America in the world. Bad things are going to keep happening, and it's weird to sometimes cover video games or even to seek refuge in them when it's like. All right, gonna fire up uh, battlegrounds. Like, no, I'm actually right. good battlegrounds. Like, I'm actually okay. <laughs> I kind of don't want to think about like um, shooting uh, with with like precision based, you know, uh, <laughs> sound dynamics. Um, weird is like this is one of those things. Shot that, that dude in the back of the head. Right, right. not exactly right. a fun yeah. place to be. <laughs> um, yeah. the, but the, it, uh, it gets you to confront in a in a comfortable way that uh, the. You know the glorification of violence in yep. video games in a way that we're able to distance ourselves so uh, easy. often yep. from. And and I don't. There are no easy answers to that question. Like the answer to that is not immediately like take guns out of video games. Uh, no less right, violence. Right. I mean I'm I'm playing through wonderful games like Steam World Dig Two and Golf Story. Golf like, Story. There are, yeah, yeah. there are there are options in which like violence is is a low metric on the the mechanical interaction right. with the game, but um, it also I, yeah it yeah. makes you feel weird when you then sit and go. Well, uh, the game I've spent 120 hours in, the, the game I've spent the most time with this year is a game in which, like, I have an intimate uh, connection and appreciation and love of violence well, in a way that, yeah. The other thing that's been interesting to me is, like, you know how Twitter has kind of rolled out lots of ways in which it, it stops your tweets from appearing linearly in, in your feed? Um, I've seen lots Get of tweets. Get that tweet deck. Get that tweet deck. I have tweet stop. deck on my phone. Stop. Stop I don't like tweet Twitter's deck. App. I told you that. I can't use tweet deck. It doesn't do uh, the thing it doesn't it is, do. It's worth it to not have Twitter fuck with your shit. <laughs> I need to know. I need to know if people reply to something so I can know whether or not I need to click through a tweet uh, to see if there's responses. Anyway, the thing that I think is interesting is that, like, I woke up this morning and my feed was a combination of news updates about the shooting and then lots of people randomly, just like from last night, from eight hours ago, from 17 hours ago, sharing kills that they got in Battleground. Yeah. So it was like Brennan Keogh being like, look at these great collection of vehicle kills I got t- today. <laughs> or just like shit like that. And it's like, ooh, like, and then of course it's not a thing he would tweet in the middle of this. Do you know what I mean? Like he wouldn't tweet, then got two kills in the military base. I went on to get this one into top 10. Would have got it in one shot if I remember what side of the steering wheel was on. Like, no, he wouldn't have tweeted that in the middle of a mass shooting. But Twitter doesn't know that the algorithm doesn't put those, the algorithm can't read this video and see that he got this really great headshot. Like, and that's not a thing I actually want to see this morning. <laughs> like... Uh, it's really interesting to see that stuff. Just to, to, to it foregrounds the way we talk very, very uh, nonchalantly, very mechanically about what is like representations of violence. So, yeah, uh. but uh, like on the other hand, I mean the the one thing like I'm totally on board with being sensitive to this stuff as these events are recent and like that people are obviously going to be uh, especially heightened to their reactions to depictions of violence. And I totally understand that. 
when we talk about like the broader cultural conversation about like you know uniquely American violence, I, I just I hesitate before ceding. I I don't look. I, I this isn't a completed thought. It's not. It's not something I've like decided for myself. But like, I'm not entirely sure. I want to cede the notion that like people goofing off in battlegrounds in this cartoon version of like the most dangerous game is a significant part of the continuum that leads to you know uh, that's not the argument a violent I'm man no, no that's no, not no. the argument the argument that I'm making yeah. is that I think that it is I think that it is uh, a compelling topic to to work through the ways in which we generally think about gun violence um, and that for us we, we are part of a smaller demographic of the world that regularly interacts with gun violence in this way that is representations of gun violence that are direct and that are engaged with the like the the mechanical sweetness the aesthetic pleasure of the sound of guns going off i think mm-hmm. that is a, a distinct part of what our culture as the gaming community is because the guns are in so many things like we will sit here all day talking about how good the guns in destiny and, and battlegrounds feel like and compare those to the guns in other games or the, where the handling isn't good like we we have those conversations um just as easily as we talk about jumping in in mario versus in donkey kong country versus in super ghouls <laughs> and ghosts like we talk about these things um, without any broader context. And I'm not, I, I'm, this isn't an appeal to start saying, like, now remember, just because this AK 47 handles good doesn't mean that we shouldn't remember the AK 47 was developed. <laughs> you know, like, we're not, that's right. not the case I'm yeah. making. But I, but I do think phenomenologically, it is, an, it is an important thing to remember about us as a, as a subgroup. And it is something that I'm, I want there to be more, um, thoughtfulness and an inquiry about is like not the direct there's no I'm not making a direct cause I'm not even making a correlative a correlative argument about the way we talk about guns to gun violence but I am saying that like when I talk to my parents who who go and see movies and with action in them right who go and, and who watch tv shows where people get shot they're rarely like um, with 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 exception, they're rarely like the guns in this movie are dope. Like it's just like <laughs> oh yeah, it's a good it's a good movie. It's a good action movie. No, like, every now and then it's like yo that shotgun with the silencer on it from No Country from Old Men. That oh that thing seemed terrifying, right? Like you get those moments where something breaks through, or like oh the Blade Runner pistol is really memorable, but you don't get like. Uh, I really love the car 98K. <laughs> you know, like that is a distinctly <laughs> us fucking thing. Um, and it's just something I'm thinking about a lot today because of what, what the day is. So and There's a lot uh. of correlation between power and the way we think about power. And, and yeah. certain somewhat, I, I won't say this is only a masculine phenomenon, but, but a certain association with masculinity, power, and firearms mm-hmm. that is definitely a sort of American or Western... Pretty much American. Yeah, I think it's okay to say American uh, is, is such a part of the sort of American mythos that is yeah. that is worth examining as well, I think. Yeah, I definitely think that there's something there of, of well, like, not only masculine, right, but, like, the, the association, it's a, it, it echoes in on itself, right? So, like, it's the cowboy the reason, thing, you know? Right, it's, it's, the, the it's cowboy definitely thing. the cowboy sort of image. But it's, like, one of those double, it, it, it's a, it, it works in on itself because it's like, okay, what is powerful? Uh, men. What do men associate with? Guns and phallic things. Okay, so that means that's what, that's what power looks like. And so then guns become powerful, besides the fact that they're already powerful because they can, like, hurt people and take lives. Um, there is this, like, there is a, a, a 
a broader um, mythology. Myth. Mm-hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? Mythologizing. At? Mythologizing, I guess, around guns as like as powerful as you can get. Fetishizing. Um, fe- yes. There was definitely a yes, fetishization. Um, but I think that's maybe like here's the counter argument about games is games are often really good about giving you non-gun things um, too in terms of what feels powerful. I think about something like Titanfall, which is obviously a game filled with guns and giant robots that have guns. But one of the most powerful <laughs> things you can do in Titanfall is like jump from wall to wall. Um, or like, you know, slide down a hill. Like those things actually also feel really powerful and make you feel really like competent. Um, with Destiny, like obviously the gun handling is really good. Also cool is how I can double jump and fly and mm. stuff. Mm. You would, wait, wait, what class mm. do you play? I just don't, I've never what, liked What class do you game. play? A warlock. Well, there's your problem. Yeah, right there. <laughs> we've had this exact for the exact conversation in the past, in which it's not excusable that a game has you could describe saying, shitty jumping to one third you, of the classes of the game. The, the hunter, the hunter, and uh-huh. the titan jumps are really good. Actually, I actually really do now. Like now that I spent some time with the warlock and like wrap my head around the warlock jump, it's really cool because it will it does something that none of the other classes do, which is like will prevent you from a fall if you totally fuck up. Um, and you haven't already wasted your full jump because you can just like right. hit it and be like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm going to glide all the way down. Whereas uh, the Titan uh, one, one thing, will fuck you up. One thing someone mentioned this in aside from something I mentioned on Friday about wanting a second class uh, but not wanting to spend the time to get to 280. I guess when you start a second character in Destiny 2, it takes into account the height of the like loot drops that you've had oh um, really yeah yeah, yeah. System, system wide so once you've re- once you if you just drill past the campaign yeah as you fast get as to possible, 20 you can get to essentially like 260 within an hour or two because the drops you're going to be getting are associated with your highest level character not with the character that you're right. playing at the moment so that's a really good quality that's still, of life that's still fits. not gr- like what i want but i think that in terms <laughs> of like I just want to be able to pay twenty bucks and have a character two eighty sure. and not spend six hours doing that. But that's a lot faster than I would have thought. Definitely. Uh, have people been playing other games this weekend? <laughs> have people been like getting some some rest from from like uh, coincidentally, hopefully, maybe not playing games that are just I'm going to shoot some people. Yeah, uh, Austin, you've been we hit the links. We did hit the links. I wish we could, <laughs> I wish this game had multiplayer so bad. Uh, I wish every I, game. That's the thing I've, I've left at right now is like I wish a lot of these games that are not built for multiplayer in any way still had multiplayer. <laughs> uh, we've playing. We both been playing Golf Story, which which is like so charming. Like I want to reach over and grab it right now. It's right here. I could pick it up. It's on my Switch, which already makes it good. You talked about this a little bit last <laughs> week, right, Patrick? Uh, I'm not sure if we talked about it on the podcast. I just Maybe wrote we about didn't. It. Okay, yeah, you uh, wrote about it. Okay, but um, yeah, it's um, it's you know, I think the short uh, shorthand pitch of this, which is both true and not true of this game, is that imagine if Earthbound swapped JRPG battles for a golf club. Um, like that is the the sort of vibe that the game yeah. is is going for. It's definitely the aesthetic and humor that it's riffing on. It's like a um, you know, he plays this young kid who. Uh, he the tutorials that he plays with his father, and that kind of gives you the basics of how to uh, swing the the golf club. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it swaps to like twenty years later, and he needs he feels a desire to go back to the golf course. Uh, he like a, breaks up with his girlfriend at the yeah. Top there's of the there's game. this like funny slash tragic phone call at the yeah. very beginning in which his girlfriend berates him for rightly so on on yes, girlfriend she's side. right. Not coming over and getting the rest of his boxes from yeah. her place, and he says, "I just had to move back home. I had to go to the course." And there's a reference to <laughs> oh something God. called 
the incident, the incident, um, which which uh, seems to like imply that his father had passed or something. Yeah. Maybe it's something quirkier than that. It's not. It's not exactly clear what like the tone of this game will end up going for in that direction. But anyway, it's a justification for for you to start uh, hitting some uh, local golf courses. Um, and uh, it's just yeah, the, the 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 aesthetic I think is sort of uh, forgettable. It sort of tries yeah. too hard. It, it, it like. I know people compare it to Stardew Valley, but Stardew oh, Valley Stardew has, has way a, more character. Way exactly. More character. That's so. That's there's a di- like it has pixel art, and the pixel art is well made, but it doesn't have a defining character or style that makes Golf Story scream Golf Story in the way that Stardew Valley screams Stardew Valley, well, and like, other yeah. good pixel art games do that. In the, right, which the is a shame era. because the the actual setup and a lot of the places you're going to are built for really good art. I think the art again, the art is passable; it's fine. But the fact yeah. that I couldn't tell you what like the chief of the or not the chief, but like the head person, whatever any of the any of the characters from the caveman. Uh, golf course look like mm-hmm. is a problem. Like the second golf course you go to is just a bunch of like Neanderthals or whatever, like cave prehistoric people who run a golf course. And like, there's nothing wrong with them. They just run a golf course. You <laughs> dig for fossils. You there's like all sorts a of lot, there's a lot of uh, uh, feet uh, sand traps. There's lots of there's lots of sand traps. There's tar pits that you can fall that you can, your ball can fall into. Like it's a fun goofy game of, of golf in that way. Like it is it is very like like. Earthbound is a really good a good touchstone. Um, obviously, because Earthbound is, so is uh, Undertale. Like, imagine Undertale, but instead of doing the mini games to fight, you did golf stuff. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a really good mix of, like, long-form content. Like, I'm going to go play through nine holes of this golf course. And also little short-form challenges, which make it a really great fit for the switch because it's like all right um just you know you're gonna have to hit from every bunker on this hole or in this course to try to get it onto the green like that's what your challenge will be you're like just hit all of the like here's a here's a hot tip for everybody uh patrick i don't know if you've done this one yet but there yeah. are there are uh washing machines out on the driving range of the first uh course that you go to and if you hit those you just get xp um, so it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'll just hang up by the driving range and hit all the hit all the washing machines. Like oh, that takes... there's a there's a character that uh, makes a reference yes. to yes. in the in the in the soda room, yep. which uh, <laughs> would be the bar at a normal golf course. Um, uh, it makes a reference to he's the line is basically like I uh, I hit a washing machine today over at the driving range and it made me feel good. I definitely I, I, meant to do that. And so I guess that I didn't that's, realize that game that's that was, what it was actually hinting for you to go do yeah, that. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I'll go good. try that and see what happens. And I went and, like, got XP for it. So I was like, cool. Good job, game. Like, it has lots of character in that way. The writing is pretty funny. It's Australian, which means that they say mate a whole bunch. And also there's all sorts of, there's, like, occasionally some slang that I've just never heard before in my life. People keep saying you got sucked in, and I don't know what that <laughs> means. We're like, someone will say something, like, someone will diss somebody else, and someone be like, oh, you got sucked in, and like, I don't. Is that what's that mean? Is that am I allowed to say that? Like, what's? Uh, it's been it's been a, a blast so far. Like, I really just want to keep putting time into it. I wish the putting was a little bit better. It doesn't have like it doesn't show the slope. There's just a meter at the top right that says yeah. Like, it, do, it doesn't make the slope relative to the position. Yeah. Of the like like the way slope is conveyed in uh you know most golf games these days are 3D. So slope is relative to the direction of the player. So it's like oh when it says like the slope is slightly to the left. Like that in, makes a lot of sense because you're facing forward at right. the hole, and uh, this game doesn't because it's overhead in 2D. Like it's more. I mean, their solution is just to make it a yeah. fixed. It's just to make it a fixed uh, a plane. So it's just like, hey, by the way, it always slopes in this direction. But, but it, it just, just makes it a that. little. 
Yeah, it, it's it doesn't not, show it's not really it. Intuitive. It doesn't yeah. have like the thing that I loved about like the Mario Golf on the Game Boy Color was like when you put it has just those, those little triangles or arrows that kind of point out at different sizes to show you how how um, how heavy the slope is in various directions. And like this is just like there's not it just it's a green and then there's a thing in the top right an icon that just says slope left, you know, slight left or, or whatever. And I just wanted to be this is a small I'm, this is a quibble with what is otherwise I think like a really fantastic fifteen dollar switch game. Um, so that has been that has been a little bit of joy for me this weekend for sure. I I I wish that it switched to a behind the character perspective yes. when you were doing like this is my dream for Golf Story Two is that when you get into chipping and putting range that it then goes to like a Mario Golf like behind the character so then it would be be able to better display the like relativeness of like your slopes right, and, and stuff right. like that. I think that would be a really cool way to, to handle that if they get around to doing a sequel. I want them to get like I want them to get money to make an everyday everybody golfs style like 3D version of this uh and and like because I want to be in these courses, like I want to go to the caveman golf course and see the the giant dinosaur skeletons for my own, but still have all the charm in the RPG stuff. Yeah, the uh, the golf part of everybody's golf is better than the golf part of golf story. The golf the golf part of golf story is fine, like it's enjoyable, and uh, I, I, I'm but everybody's golf like but probably by nature of that being an evolution of the Hot uh, uh, Shots Golf series. Like, there's just so much... Like, they've just refined the way that feel... Like, the the actual hitting of the button to time your shots and Golf Story just never... It just doesn't feel 100% right to me in the way that when I was playing Everybody's Golf, it just feels... When you miss it, you know you missed it, and you don't beat yourself up about it because... Or you do beat yourself up because it feels like it's your fault. And Golf Story just feels a little bit off... Um, but we're at, like, I want, like, a perfect merger of the two, which is what I hope the Golf Story 2 ends up becoming. Like, even though I'm enjoying Golf Story a lot, like, it's one of those games that you play and immediately go, ah, like, I mm-hmm. see what they could do with more time and resources. Because I like the golfing part of everybody's golf more than Golf Story. But I love the meta, like, story world elements of Golf Story way more than the shitty, like, everybody's golf just, like, barely even tries yeah. to incorporate, like, larger meta elements. And uh, as someone that wants both of those like fused together uh like hopefully they're able to get around with that in the second game totally danielle say, sorry are you oh, trying no, no, to it's okay. i like i've heard you try to get into this conversation four times <laughs> and i didn't right. let you because i'm so excited i'm just about so golf. excited i'm just so yeah. excited uh well i'm excited to play this game because my girlfriend's also playing it but i, I was oh, right. thinking as we were as we're talking about it golf is like the opposite for me of every other sport in that it's the one Sport I much prefer in video games than in real life. Oh, really? I like couldn't care less about real golf, but unlike everything else, I'm like super. I really enjoy good golf mechanics in mm-hmm. in games. Something about it just kind of well, works. That's, I I think that's I think that's largely speaks to like it's very difficult to play golf as like a newcomer. Like you can pick up a basketball right. and like yeah. throw around the hoop, and like you might not be good, but like. You can have some fun. You'll like, get it a little not, bit. Yeah. 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 Golf, golf is not fun if like <laughs> you can't swing yeah. properly. Like it's just it's just not fun. Right. So I, I totally I totally understand where you're coming. I think that's why golf games are often as popular as that. I'm, I would guess the split on especially something like Golf Story that is not like a you know well it's not Tiger Woods. What are they calling the? Yeah, what are they games? These games. Sims is it just or, PGA Tour. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think they put. I don't think they tied a new athlete to it. I think it's just yeah, it's just PGA generic or something. Just PGA golf. Tour. Yeah. <laughs> but my my right. guess is that a lot of the people that play that actually play golf, and my guess is the 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 ratio on Golf Story is going to be a lot more people that don't play golf, but like the idea of golf. Yeah. And golf Story allows them to to express that. Yeah, I think that's that. That sounds right to me, and I 
I was, going, I was going to say the game that I've been playing is also a sports game that's not really about the sport necessarily, uh, but it is a game called Butterfly Soup. And here's the description. It's a visual novel, but I just want to give you the, the one-line description at the very top of the Itch.io page here. A game about gay Asian girls playing baseball and falling in love, uh, True. which is wonderful. Good. The feature set, I'm just going to read this as well. Please. Uh, the feature set. Features. Bullet point one. Harold, they're lesbians, with an asterisk <laughs> that says, <laughs> except not really, one of them is bi. <laughs> Good. Bullet Great. point two. Three to four hours long. Bullet point three. Memes. Uh, it is it is like this wonderful, charming visual novel uh, starring sort of four uh, young Asian American girls. They're, they're teenagers who are part of a baseball club. It's it's the most East Bay ass game I've ever played ever. They say hello. They drink bubble tea. They have a lot of really wonderful little touches that are. Um, I, I'm obviously not Asian American, but uh, I know them to be Asian American touches. They talk a lot about sort of Asian American parenting styles and sort of what the high school experience is like for for Asian American folks. And uh, the, the sort of the slang and the lingo is all absolutely uh, super, super East Bay, super, super like Asian American right. young person in the East Bay. You know, they go to A's games and it's like the best thing in the world when they go to athletics games. Uh, it's it's really charming, the really, really, really well good. written. These characters look really well yeah, designed. Yeah, the, really the art is fantastic. And it's really funny. It's genuinely laugh-out-loud funny at parts. I, will, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's one scene that uses a, uh, a particular, uh, a very special recording of the Titanic love theme that is just oh boy. really the best use of that song <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever, I'm ever, excited. ever. Uh, so, yeah, I don't want to say too, too much about it because it's it's definitely the kind of thing where you experience it. It's a visual novel, so it's, it's very much, you know, you're, you're sort of experiencing a, a bit of linear story, basically. Right. Is that uh, just, uh, is that on Itch? It's on Itch. It's free, but, you know, definitely you can support the author uh, nice. if you want to. Like, name and your I think price you, or whatever? Yeah, it's name your own price, and you can get, like, a, an art book for $5 if you, you know, cool. if, you, if you five or more dollars or something. You get all these sketches and, and little notes. Uh, I believe it's Brianna Lee, who is uh, the person who, who developed it, and... It's one of those things where this is clearly a piece of like personal work that is also just so charming and funny. And I, I think... swear to Christ, I just thought you said queerly. This is queerly a piece <laughs> this of is personal work. Queerly a personal work that I love. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 really wonderful, and it, it is definitely uh, cheering me up a little bit today. I mean, I started playing it when I was on vacation. Uh, right. As usual, half of the games that I play, my girlfriend has found them. Uh, from some corner of the internet and is loving it and sort of brings something to me, which is, you know, it's it's nice to have a girlfriend like that, let me tell you. Um, but also uh, playing it a bit more today and it's really cheering me up and I think it's a really nice little uh, gem of a visual novel. It seems rad. Yeah. Um, let me know how long it is when you're done because like that's one of those things where it's like, oh, if it's a few hours, I'll see if I can like yeah. find an, an evening where I can just like dedicate to playing through something like this because it would definitely, definitely be a nice change of pace and a nice like relaxing, fun uh, yeah. experience. I think it's about an hour per character's storyline, okay. which is perfect. Cool. And there's like there's four like main routes. characters. So, yeah. Rad. Yeah. Um, awesome. Rob, you're also doing a sportsy thing. This You played a sportsy <laughs> thing this weekend. Uh, cars I sure are, am. Cars are sportsy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's definitely... Actually, wait, can we get a can we get a ruling on that from our sports? It's a motorsport. It is a motorsport. Well, it's so specifically called motorsport. Like, yeah. Okay, so... 
Let me, let me put, I actually was playing two racing games this weekend. Okay. Uh, was that you? Wait, 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 Rob, were you just, did you just bring your hands together and like do the, ooh, two motorsports and then move it like. Wait, was I audibly rubbing my hands together? You were audibly rubbing your hands together thinking about cars. Yes, that actually happened. Uh, now, let me go to my uh, waveforms. Yes, yes, that is, uh, is hand rubbing uh, at the start of this. Uh, so anyway, our producer will clean that up, I'm sure. Oh, of course. Uh, anyway. Leave that in. Yeah. Turn it up. Yep. <laughs> Enhance. So, <laughs> the way I put it. That's the new Blade Runner. The new Blade Runner, instead of doing that with visual, he does it with a waveform. And he's like, it sounds like, this is my Ryan Gosling impression. It sounds like hand rubbing. And then he zooms in. And then he's just like an attractive white dude. That's it. That's my Ryan Gosling impression. Yeah. Um, tell me about Cars. Okay, uh, so cars are sometimes sports and sometimes not. Okay, uh, I would say Forza Seven is yeah, it is sort of mo- motorsportsy, but like, it's not really about like racing series. It's it's a car collection game, uh, and it's a it's a damn good one of those. It's always like Pokemon, uh, but cars. Yeah, uh, with maybe slightly more questionable collectability decisions uh, okay. about the way that is all designed. Uh, Forza Seven is very much taking a page from, like, where Battlefield has ended up and, and a lot of games now with the loot box system. Oh, and interesting. So okay. If you're familiar, like, so Forza's always been, like, Gran Turismo, where you start with lower-tiered lower races, lower-tiered lower, lower tiered series. You get, you, you, you compete in them, you win, you win money, uh, you win the ability to compete in higher-level stuff, and then you go and you, like add cars to your collection you buy components for them and all that shit and forces largely sort of followed that system and so it's all based on like space box and lives in this awesome fantasy world where if you can just if you can afford the down payment on a mazda miata <laughs> uh eventually like in in three or four months you'll be driving a ferrari around uh you know circuit de sarth right um now in addition to that there's like a second progression system called your collector's rating. Uh. And there's a lot of cars that you can only access if you're like a good enough collector. Um, which, by the way, what? is a pretty accurate. Yeah. So tier one, there's a lot of cars, but like it's not the most prestigious cars. How do you become a better collector or a higher rank? By collecting collector? more cars. Oh. <laughs> so. Uh, which, by the way, if this sounds crazy, this is, as a matter of fact, exactly how Ferrari operates. Wait, uh, really? Does Ferrari what? not sell unless you have Ferrari a Ferrari will cars not sell already? you certain types of car unless you are sort of a known Ferrari collector. What? Um, it's, yeah, no, for real. Like, Ferrari has, like, lifetime so, customers who get, like, first dibs on the new Ferraris. Right. And some of their, like, more advanced models are just not widely available. And so they extend the offer to, like, proven collectors. So if I was uh, a billionaire, tomorrow I won the lottery, and I was like, yo, Ferrari, hook me up with that Enzo. They would be like, no, Austin, you don't, you don't have there's a the decent Ferrari points like, that you need wow. to do yeah, this. There's a decent chance they'd, they'd turn you down. At least that's how, that, that's how it's always historically been. Like, for instance, there was a, um, God, I think it was, uh, uh, it was like, might have been a 450 or something like that. Uh, but, like, Top Gear had to borrow the Ferrari to test from um, 
uh, Pink Flo- uh, Pink Floyd's drummer, I think, was <laughs> wow. uh, a really well-known Ferrari Weird. collector. So they had to borrow the car. Top Gear had to go to him and be like, yo, can we drive this car around the track? And he was like, cool, yeah, take <sighs> it. And that's how they were able to access it. Anyway, point is, uh, so <laughs> Forza roughly follows the system. And in addition to that, you can sort of get, uh, they'll sort of pull back the velvet rope, uh, as it were. They'll sort of like let, let you in the club. Uh, via boxes that unlock uh, from from time to time. Now, if you have like the special edition pre order thing, you get certain VIP loot boxes uh, to start out. I've heard. Those those, have, I saw some headlines this are. morning that they they were altering how that works somehow. I don't know the specifics. But. There's been a lot of public backlash, and Kyle Orland at Ars Technica uh, wrote a pretty decent breakdown of why. The I actually system... think that was Sam Makovich. I believe he actually wrote that article. Okay. Uh, I, I just like to read it through Kyle. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I broke my own rule. I didn't look at the byline. Uh, Damn. Uh, I, uh, Exposed. I am what I hate. <laughs> but yeah, so <clears throat> they sort of break down the issues uh, with the way the system and why there's sort of a backlash. Uh, Jeff Gersman's also been, sort of been tweeting about how much he hates it. Uh, I don't find it super objectionable because you can sort of tune it out, but it is kind of interesting that, like, uh, you know, from time to time a really good car will drop by the secondary collection mechanic and then that will like progress you toward the next tier of collectability uh, and open up more competitive cars and I definitely had one car that was like it was technically qualified for a certain racing series but it was clearly like the best car it was I was competing in like the the intro tier um, classic American muscle series it's all Mustangs and Camaros right and via my VIP bonus I got some sort of like tricked out like classic Camaro with I don't know a turbocharger the size of the Statue of Liberty (laughs) sticking out the hood listen man the haves Um, the haves nots you know like that's just if you roll into what you got there's no rules on what type of car you can you can use in a race if you have a good car you get to use that car that's just that's just how it works that's definitely how racing works I've seen Talladega Uh, Nights like yeah no go go for it that's it that's all I've seen Talladega Nights Oh, she laughed. She laughed at the I notion just, that I would watch Talladega Nights, I think. I yeah. laughed a little I enjoy, at I enjoy, sitting, I imagining you with some popcorn, just sort of, you know, I, I actually know, have a story for Talladega Nights, which is, which is that my, <laughs> uh-huh. my uh, college friend, Ron, got a PS3, I want to say, and it came with a Blu-ray copy of Talladega oh. Nights. Oh, I remember uh, that. Really and shows that off stuff. the form. He... <laughs> Hated that. Oh, shout out to Ron if he's listening. He hated that movie. But me and my friend Sean were like, we're going to make you watch it anyway because you got it. <laughs> and so we sat with beer and, and Talladega Nights and we watched that movie. We were – college is bad. You do bad things at college, college like make your bad. friends. Go to college if you can, you know, go to college or, you know, or pursue a technical career or whatever. Go for it. Do whatever you want to do. Uh, but But don't make your friends watch movies they don't want to watch. Unless it's Talladega Nights, which that movie's also, okay. Oh, that movie's well, okay. definitely thought about that night when he's, like, looked at his student loan. Oh, yeah. Uh, totally. And been like, how much did I, like, in effect pay to watch that movie with those assholes? You know and what else he probably... probably, like, five or six hundred dollars. You know what else he probably paid uh, or looked at a lot? Was his PS3, because at launch, there was not much for that PS3 except to watch Talladega Nights on Blu-ray. Lord. Uh, Anyway, one one the stepbrothers is the better Talladega Nights. Two, true. Um, here's a good thing if you want to fuck with people, it's kind of mean. Um, <laughs> I used to do this to my friend, and uh, when if you got someone like they got their Netflix 
queue up and like they walk away for like a minute just like pick something play it for a second and then back out and then just do that for a bunch of stuff that they wouldn't like because then it screws up their recommendation you're brutal like for a while um and i used to do this to to billy Burghammer. shout out Burghammer. um uh i would go to his place he brought this i'm thinking this because he brought it up at pax uh this weekend he's like hey remember when you come over to place to watch football and we put on netflix and then you screw up my netflix queue and i'd be like yeah it's a good memory thanks for bringing it up i don't know if you're trying to think that just because i'm a dad i don't think that's funny anymore i think it's funnier now God, it's unethical, Patrick. Why are you like this? Why are you? Why are you anyway, like also, this? anyway, also, if you want to get your friends list down on Facebook, different people on their birthday. Jesus, oh what? What? What, what happened to Patrick Klepek? He used to be a good dad. <laughs> this is hey, who he's always been. Hey, if if you don't have the will to to tell someone happy birthday, there's probably not someone that you have a deep connection with anymore. There's actually a rationale behind it. There's a rationale behind it. I'm waiting for it. So, Where is Rashid to know? Okay. Anyway, the cars. <laughs> the cars won't reject you. Oh, Look at that they will hey, if, Rob, you know, if you're not hey, high Rob, enough collector level. When's your birthday, Rob? Oh no! I'm not telling you this, Patrick. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going down this road. Uh, so yeah, actually, the cars will reject you though. That's true. If you yeah. if you go to the if you go to the uh, if if you don't have the collector's tier, uh, they'll be like, "Sorry, man, your credits aren't green." Um, so, but beyond that though, like you you if you ignore that stuff, it's it's a pretty excellent and enjoyable racing game and feels really good with a controller. Uh, it looks just utterly tremendous. The amount of detail is pretty absurd. Um, I was Wait, driving a night race at Daytona, yeah. and it was um, every time because they have like you know they have basically street lights lighting the whole the whole racetrack, and as you go under them, the recurring reflection off the windshield was like briefly blinding me. Uh, my windshield kind of kept flickering in a way that was like utterly convincing, but also mm. was like making it hard to see and really made it a white knuckle uh, race because you'd be like wheel to wheel, like going through a corner. And for like r- regularly for like a split second, you just couldn't see. Right, uh, that's and it was terrifying. Super intense. God, Ugh. well, how was that game otherwise? Besides the the blind boxes and the collector's rules and the other bullshit, and it's, the blinding nights and the bad rain. It's yeah, it's good ass Forza. Uh, okay. With with great racing, great uh, great graphics. The way it is, uh, so. 4K is where my computer kind of gave up the ghost. Right, you mentioned that uh, last week on yeah. Friday. Yeah, but I noticed now it's really clever about you. You can have dynamic like uh, graphic settings, so it will be sort of adjusting the settings mid race oh, to wow. maintain frame rate. And I can't see what it's doing because, like, obviously, I'm just sort of staring straight ahead, right? Like, I'm, like, laser-focused on tail lights and, like, corner markers. So, like, you know, the game renders those fantastically. Uh, but my roommate and my girlfriend were sort of watching over my shoulder, and they were noticing that, like, when there's a lot of traffic on the screen, my dashboard detail would, like, subtly, like, lower. Not enough that you'd, like, catch it out of the corner of your eye, but, like, it would lose resolution. Uh, on your windshield, the raindrops are like super convincingly uh, rendered. They move like like exactly the way they should with like the inertia of the car and the force of the wind. Uh, but at the corner of your eye, like where the raindrops are on the um, you know driver's side window, they're actually just kind of 
uh, gray streaks, and they don't really uh, have that same dynamic. They have no physics. Uh, and that's actually really clever. It's like Forza is always sort of making sure that what's in your eyeline is going to be rendered as as good as it possibly can right, be rendered. Right. And then the other stuff is kind of subtly dropped. And it's it it look it like it looks fantastic and you don't notice the corners it's cutting uh very well. So it's 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 really clever. Awesome. I will probably not find the time for Forza myself to uh I don't know, they're gonna send around those Xbox One X's and I'm like gonna need to play something on that that isn't Minecraft, right? So <laughs> Forza seems like it's going to be... <laughs> Ringing endorsement wow. for the Xbox One X. I'm Also, man, what the fuck is that machine doing? That's what, what I'm trying to figure out. What is it doing? Just it, There's no games. Like, well, That's what, that is the nothing. thing I'm trying to say, Patrick. What? But there's Xbox games. Right, yeah, that's great, but like... I know, but like, why... Uh, In 4K. What are they doing? We're upscaled they've 4K. Had, they've had years to get ready for this. It just, like, it this, just, is, this is how it rolls out? There's just nothing. There's just nothing for it to be like, this is the reason why I'm here, right? Like, State of Decay 2 isn't coming out with it. Crackdown 3 isn't coming out with it. I guess just it's for Ultra it. High Definition Blu-ray. Oh, maybe I'll you watch yeah. Talladega, with Talladega Nights. Nights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. God! It's, it's I'm super... legit excited for that. I'm like, like I, I hooked up this TV and I was like, you know what I'm really going to need is an Xbox One X. Is Super Lucky's Tale coming out in 4K? Like, what am I? What am I here Lucky's for? That tale. is coming out this year. Oh, that's that does this look year? pretty good, actually. Okay, well, that's that's this year. Okay. Do you think that they feel bad? <laughs> Did they name that fox after after Palmer Lucky? Oh my God! Wow. Because it was a it was a VR game for the Oculus. I don't know if you remember it was, that. And it was an exclusive. It was an exclusive. Yeah. It's not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, and I just want to know if there's somewhere every day someone at that studio is like, oh, "Motherfucker, I can't believe we named our fox Lucky." I can't. I'm glad we didn't name it Palmer, because that would be <laughs> undeniable. Uh, I'm looking. God. I'm looking this up. I... Xbox After One X Palmer. Games? Question mark is what I'm typing into Google over here. Um, here we go. Xbox One. Let's see what the okay. uh, Google results are. Probably a 4chan. Probably a 4chan. <laughs> yep, exactly. Fuck off. Also, yeah, briefly, can I just pause and just drag Google for like a half a second? Please do. This morning, if you search for information about the shooting uh, in Las Vegas, two of the results that you could get, this is if you did a private browser, like this is not like you're, it's not uh, 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 based on what your, your previous results even were, could be two different 4chan uh, poll uh, the, the politics thread the, uh, uh, that's on Ford or, or, or board on 4chan threads. Um, and that's bad. Like, those were threads in which, like, lots of misinformation was being spread around intentionally. Uh, that that board has always been, like, uh, a really shitty place. It's a board that lots of other people on 4chan don't even like because of uh, it, it being a nesting ground for the worst sorts of far-right and uh, white supremacist politics. Um and the Google was just like foregrounding those is like, oh, here's the top hits for you, bud. Like, oh, you're well, curious what happened? The, like, the top hits, like the, the boxes, right? The, the, the boxes, the, not the not at the top of a natural SEO selected. No, 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 the carousel of like, here is what, here is where you go for news. And the thing that fucks me up about this is like, the people who go that far are the people who are like not satisfied with what's in their Twitter or Facebook feeds, where they're like, you know what, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be a good citizen. I'm gonna go take the second step. I'm gonna do a search. I'm gonna go go to Google and see if I can find my own good true. 
information. Nope. Uh, you can't, apparently, because what you're going to instead do is wander into a, a politics thread in which someone is, like, spreading shitty racist memes uh, or, or just literally just complete falsehoods. Well, and I thought that carousel was, like... Google had to add those. Like sites had to be eligible to be included in those carousels. I didn't think this I aspect was algorithmic. Like, it is absolutely algorithmic in some regard. Uh, Google has since addressed this and has pulled them out. But I don't. This isn't like a person. Uh, people don't. Um, I, I don't know if the individual sites have to be like checklisted or, or whatever or like uh, uh, hand chosen. But the individual results certainly do not. Um, they have since pulled these out of there. But like. Y'all know what 4chan is. Like, you know what the Paul thread is. Like, this, is, or if you don't, then, like, y'all should get on Google <laughs> and look some shit up. Yeah. Uh, you do better. Like, just do better at this, it, especially this year, especially coming off of an election that everyone has spoken to at length about what the effect of, of you know, uh, uh, quote-unquote fake news and and other misinformation led to like this isn't new like ah it's such a disappointing thing not that i like have ever been particularly um like in love with a lot of google's larger policies but like fuck man remember when they were well, same, same remember when it was oh, don't God, be Dana. evil remember when I that do, was their I, friggin like yeah well even that, even that was always yes like that was always kind of a bullshit like what the, what does that mean like that is, right. that is a way to sound like that is a gesture toward virtue that is so vague that it actually doesn't compel you to take any action and hell you know if you're not the one committing the evil if it's just being algorithmically generated and selected well, we're just showing you the you evil really that's fine <laughs> yeah like this is why you got facebook basically being like Look, man, I'm I'm as stunned as you that uh, you can target Jew haters with their advertising program. <laughs> yeah. yep. uh, the robot, look, the robot wants what it wants, and apparently, what it, what it wants is, uh, you know, anti-Semitism, anti anti yeah. discrimination. Right. Right. Yeah, that's all. It just it, it just wants clicks, man. It wants all the clicks. It doesn't we judge. Can't control it. Just it just wants in any traffic. Way. <sighs> Xbox One X games coming out this year. I guess the thing is, like, a lot of fall games will be theoretically enhanced by it, right? Like, Shadow of War will probably look better on an Xbox One X than on a PS4 Pro, um, theoretically, right? Yeah, but that's a game that's also coming out on PC. Yeah, that's so, like, part of the reason that, that on Part PC. of the reason that the PS4 Pro, like, made a, a semi-compelling case for, like, games like Horizon and stuff like right. that was, like, the Uncharted. game doesn't, it doesn't exist on PC, and so when you see the footage... Like when you see like footage of, of Shadow War running on Xbox One X, I mean it's impressive. But it's also like it's it loses something because it's not exclusive to that platform. Right, right. I mean that's the thing is like at this point though, this is the thing that's weird about the Xbox One X is that it, it runs contrary to this other big push that, or maybe not contrary, but like it, it runs into it at the very least. It, maybe it doesn't intersect it cleanly, but like there's definitely some rubbing and bouncing here, which is. The other big Xbox push what? has been get your Xbox, mm. get your Xbox mm. games. What? <laughs> rubbing is racing, okay? Rubbing is racing. Oh, there it is. is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Um, and rubbing and bouncing. The the other thing the Xbox has been pushing lately, Microsoft has been pushing, has been like play your Xbox games on your PC. Like Forza, that Forza code that came in for Rob was an Xbox One code. He doesn't have an Xbox One, but he can play it cleanly on his PC through the Xbox Store or whatever. Um, I just need the Microsoft to, Store. Thank the you. Microsoft. Sorry, I just need everyone to know that when I said rubbing is racing, something broke in my chair and it slowly started lowering me further and further down. <laughs> Your chair knew what you said, Austin. My chair was like, "No, Austin. Your chair no. knew. Take a seat, sir." <laughs> Sounds like the internet police. A sexy internet cop is going to have to show up and give Austin a piece of her mind. But uh oh, wait, it's a stripper. Arranged by the rest of the Waypoint team. Wow, this took a turn. I don't know how we got here. Xbox One X coming soon. I want uh, this story to continue. I really I want to know. I game Journo Days of Thunder. That's that's what right. I want. Okay. It's like, okay. Austin, you got tons of promise, uh, but <sighs> you just drive too angry. I'm that's, game that's, too angry. That's game angry, the Austin Walker story. <laughs> There's got to be like a walk angry in there. You, you got to get some extra I get, walk. Yeah, right. Walk angry. You know? That's it. <laughs> Uh, all right, I think that that I think we should go to the question bucket and then and then try to wrap this fucking weird podcast up. <laughs> uh, this one does come in. If you have questions, you can send it to gamingadvice.com. I'll use the subject question. Uh, I won't see it until I get to email tech support and get them to add me back to this list. But <laughs> that sounds easy. I bet that's I, a, it's not I a bet, problem. I bet that'll I bet it'll be fixed real quick for you. <laughs> uh, this comes in from Rosa from Sweden. Shout out to tech support who listens to this podcast. First of all, thank you. Uh, we're just th- we're just throwing shade advice in general. Just general, <laughs> right? That's not a specific. Uh, Rosa from Sweden says, "Hey, waypointers, have we decided that that's what we're calling you now?" Question mark. Uh, if you could choose an album that would inspire a game, which would you choose? You can interpret it however you want. If it's thematically or the narrative of the album, like how would a game look uh, if it, the team was immensely inspired by a Radiohead album or the last Kendrick album? Rosa from Sweden. What's uh, what's the album that you would have turned into a game? Hmm. Version 2.0 by Garbage. What would that game look like? 1998's beautiful. It would look like a beautiful 1998 game. So, of course, it's a 3D platformer with uh, immersive sim elements. And okay. it, would be, it would be vaguely experimental. It would be very much in the like alternative vein of the late 90s. But it would have little bits of experimental uh, you know, kind of stuff thrown in. It would, it would have some hmm. different mechanics. It would have some all sorts of stuff. Also, it would be starring uh, Shirley Manson, the uh, front woman of Garbage. Of course. There you go. My answer. Okay, that's a good answer. That was a quick answer. It's like you'd thought about this already. <laughs> like maybe you'd been thinking about this since the late '90s, even. Yep. You know, it's my dream game. So. <laughs> uh, Robin Patrick. I, uh, I I think of uh, one of my favorite albums of all time is uh, Sigur Rós's Untitled or Parentheses album, mm-hmm. as it's sometimes uh, called. Um, like I imagine sort of like a slower paced res. Like Ooh. something that's like a, yeah. it's a little more uh, melancholy yeah. and thoughtful. Thoughtful is the wrong word. Just slower. Yeah. Like Res is like extremely fast paced, like extremely quick, like a, a Twitch based action game. Like I'd love something that had some sort of like interactive mechanic that uh, has you interfacing with the world, but something that was like uh, abstract in the way that like Sigur Rós is like musical aesthetic sub- suggests abstraction, yeah. but but not in the like trance direction, which is. That's part of my problem with Res is just like I bounce off the music in in a way that like makes it hard for me to to engage with it in the way that lots of other people do. Right, but like right. Sigur Rós is like way more like your my pace speed, and, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I I would love something those are the like atmospheric, controlled, and interactive in a Res like way that was inspired by 
you know, take your pick, Untitled or Aegis Byron, however you pronounce that goddamn album that I might have known how to pronounce in high At school. At some point. I don't know how to pronounce. Yep. Somehow, somehow lost it, but so just, I guess sort of Sigur Roses in general, I think, would make like a really cool sort of aesthetic inspiration. Cool. Rob, what about you? Oh, man. Uh, an August and everything after farming, Sam. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I think... Gosh, I there, there's so many albums I would I would do this for. I would love a darkness style or Deus Ex One style, uh, sort of immersive sim shooter uh, themed around uh, Born to Run. Oh, that'd be uh, great! Sense I would Ugh. like just you're fucking Ugh. going around 1970s, 80s New York and New yeah. Jersey, yeah, uh, and like different zones have different moods. Like you know, you, later in the game, it's starting to turn a little more into uh, meeting across the river. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh hell yeah! I'd just be all about that, that. Sounds good. I would as a Jersey boy. Let me tell you, that's <laughs> like I, have I told you the story that like the thing I okay I don't know what, you, what your holiday. Uh, traditions are, but in my house, in, in my house, goddamn, what we do is we put on Born to Run when we open gifts in New Jersey. Oh, it's a hundred. Oh good. my god! But it's because I is bought. This, is this a bit? It's not a bit. I bought my dad or my sorry. I bought my stepdad once a uh, a uh, collection, a, like a, a Springsteen like box set collection because he's a big Springsteen fan. And so we put that on, and then that like became just like the thing we did every year for a decade. Uh, so I, no matter what, Born to Run is a Christmas album for me. Uh, also, it's always been a Christmas album to some degree, like ever since I left for college, because like that's an album about your feelings about home and leaving home, and so I, and and so Christmas is always like, a, oh, I'm gonna go home, and then I want to get the fuck out of here because. What's I, the lyric I, that sticks the most with you off that album? Like what's like what's the turn of phrase that that like haunts you? It's probably something from Thunder Road, which is like the song I listen to once yeah. a week at least. Um, I don't know. I I am hard pressed to pick a single lyric. Uh, let me pitch my game because it's it's important to me. Hmm. All right. So you know I love a game called Invisible Ink, in which it's like a cyberpunk thing where you have like a there's two layers. There's like the the you're sneaking around layer, and then there's like you're the hacking layer. A gunpoint does something similar. I like games that have those like double layer of just like here is the regular world, and here is like the interface, the overlay. I want a outcast speaker box love below where the main world is speaker box and then the the hacking layer is love below and oh, it's like wow. an afrofuturistic like it looks like though it looks like uh the Black Panther uh trailer from the new Black Panther uh movie and it is like on the regular level it's just like afrofuturism like super superhero secret agents breaking into places and then you can switch down to the love below where you have like hell powers that are granted to you by Andre 3000 who is the love below but he's like he's like Satan but what if Satan had love powers instead of being a <laughs> shitty person and it, like little things like come instead of some going like above the world map you get a mirrored under version of the world map uh, and and you know you get to do all the the stuff that that you know you do in Invisible Ink, except now it has this like completely different flavor. Um, and maybe instead of like taking out mega corporations, you're taking out like white supremacists, uh, which are just different mega corporations. <laughs> so you know it works out. It's pretty it's pretty similar. Uh, that's my pitch. That's my really that's good. my. Someone make all of these games, please. Thank yes. you. Uh, you know, if we ever do an official Waypoint Game Jam, those are the uh, there are the ideas. There, there you go. <laughs> good that's luck all you licensing need. all of that music. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I think that's going to do it for us. All the other questions are pretty uh, pretty long ones. Um, 
So otherwise, I would dig into another one. Those I are hope good meaty responses, though. I feel like we really... Yeah, you know, we did all right this Sometimes it's good time. to do one question that everybody has a good, good-ass yes. answer like that. So, yeah. Agreed. And we're going to have to do it that way, because Austin has cut himself off from the ability to receive more questions. I did. So, <laughs> so we're, we're, like, basically, we've just got to, like, husband uh, this precious resource that is listener mail. No worry. We have a thousand fucking questions in this question inbox that we haven't gotten to yet. So I'm still getting know. them. So it's all right. That's good. You know? That's good. I'm going to email tech support once we hang up. Uh, I'm Austin Walker. You can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. You can find everything we do at waypoint.vice.com, twitter.com slash waypoint, facebook.com slash waypointvice, and uh, youtube.com slash waypointvice. Where can people find you, Patrick? Uh, one, you can find me at Patrick Klovic. Two, uh, we'll talk about this later on Friday because we just kind of ran out of time. But I briefly, uh, I've played like five or six hours of the worst titled name, uh, oh, worst name of the game in 2017, Battle Chasers Night War. Yeah. It's a new game from several of the members that worked on Darksiders. They made sort of a JRPG-inspired um, uh, dungeon uh, RPG game um, that is, is stylish, but uh, maybe lacking in substance. But uh, we'll get I want, into that more on The Friday. one thing I want to say about it before we leave is just like, mm-hmm. I wish... I wish that it had the charm that Golf Story does, and that Golf Story had the look and like the like the frenetic energy, the like the incredible oh, animation. It is, oh, it's, it is an incredible! Like every battle, even when they're like just sort of boring, wrote like the game should automatically allow me to get through this <laughs> yep. without actually fighting 100%. this battle sort of fight. Um, it is just, it, I mean, in a, war, in a in a year in which like you can praise so many games for for their looks and gameplay and all sorts of things, like. Even there, Battle Chasers like stands out yep. as just like an unbelievably good uh, looking uh, game. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna play a lot more. Of yeah, it let's talk about I it on a, Friday. I'll try to put some. I have, time I have to a real too. soft spot for the Dark the Darksiders team right. and the stuff they've worked on. So I'm gonna play more of that. But uh, we'll well more. Of that. And I'm also gonna play a Hat in Time this week. Which oh Daniel, nice. Oh hell yeah. Hopefully you'll have a find a way to boot up a PC so you can check. that Yes, out too. I have a, uh, a gaming PC at my desk now at work. So uh, I I'm very excited to try that out as well. Uh, Danielle, where, where can people find you on the internet? I'm at Danielle R.I. on Twitter. And Rob Zachney. I'm at Rob Zachney on Twitter, where I often just take a moment to exp- express my appreciation and respect uh, for Vice uh, IT. <laughs> to Wes, and uh, just, uh, just keep moving my tickets to the top of the stack, uh, boys and girls. Wow. Unlike uh, some people, I can You can find Rob's alt at, at Vice Brown Noser. Uh, <laughs> This is an AD account. Uh, you can find uh, information about Bowen, who lets us use his track Miss You off the EP Pale Machine over at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Uh, and just one more time, I want to shout out the forums and, and our incredible mods over at the forums and also our mods on our on our channel discourse, on our, our uh, Waypoint channel discourse. Uh, you can find the forums at discourse.zone or at forums.waypoint.vice.com. Nope, form.waypoint.vice.com. That's why I just say discourse.zone instead. Uh, the people there have been incredible. There's really rad stuff happening on the forums. The, the conversation is really positive. They're really well moderated. So if you need a place uh, on the internet that is like, hey, I want to go hang out with people on a shitty day, like those places are, are I'm thankful to say, like places that you should be able to feel comfortable doing that. Um, uh, also, shout outs to our incredible uh, Destiny 
uh, clans, which which I I, only, I knew that there was one. I knew that we had friends at the tower, which is a great name. I recently found out that we also have owls in the barn, which is a fantastic reference Aww. to Patrick and my first uh, Destiny 2 stream. <laughs> uh, and then also now Poplio Pals, which is going to be the PC <laughs> stream. So shout outs to Poplio Pals, Owls at the Barn, and Friends at the Tower. Um, everybody who's, who's repping Waypoint out there is making us proud. So thank you, everybody. I hope that today, uh, you know, gets gets better overall, but also just in your personal lives. I hope that you found some degree of respite from all this bullshit. And, uh, and you know, if you... If you uh, feel affected if you feel like you you need to take some time. Please please do that. Uh, and and I, you know we'll be here tomorrow. And we'll, we're gonna all keep hustling and doing our best to keep giving you stuff to you know not just be distracted with, but hopefully be a little more engaged. So until then, I think that's gonna do it for us. What do we say to him, Daniel? Be good and be good at it. Peace. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.